0: When man's nuclear folly demands retribution from the subterranean nation of Seatopia, they unleash the drilling beetle Megalon and space rooster Gigan on an unsuspecting Japan. It's up to rising star Jet Jaguar and seasoned heavyweight Godzilla to defeat them in a tag team match for the ages. The Toho Guys are joined ringside by Grant from the Blade looking Thieves to see if Jet Jaguar has what it takes to hang with the big boys in Godzilla vs. Megalon. Welcome to another episode of Toho Yaro. I am V, your host for this episode, joined as always by Joey.
1: Hey,
0: everybody. And Alex. Hey, everybody. And returning special guest,
2: Grant the Thief. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me back on, folks. Thanks for coming back. Yeah. You didn't chase me away strong enough last time, so I returned. (laughs) (laughs) Stronger. Faster. (laughs) Faster. Rising from the ocean depths, whenever Japan needs me. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: yeah, Grant's back here to talk with us about Godzilla versus Megalon.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Um. So, Grant, uh, tell us your history with this movie.
2: Um, so this is an interesting one. This one is, has a lot of nostalgia for me. Um, you know, I don't know if this was the first Godzilla film that I saw. Uh, I don't really recall. I just know there was a time before I knew what Godzilla was. And then later I knew what Godzilla was. Uh, <laughs> but this is definitely one of the earlier ones that I probably saw like on TNT reruns or something like that um, on a Saturday morning, jumping up and down on my couch, trying to act out the cool moves. Um, and this was a perennial favorite and, and definitely solidified my love of my favorite Godzilla villain, Gigan. Uh, I just mm. loved his design from the get-go. Uh, it also has Jet Jaguar. And as we'll get into, it's um, it's got a lot of elements that I very much craved as a young kaiju fan. So uh, this definitely... Again, I don't know if it's the first, but when I think of like kaiju films I watched growing up, this is one of the ones that jumps straight into my mind uh, and looms very large in my early fandom. I don't know how many times I watched my tape version off of television. You know, I, I really don't. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I describe uh, Gigant's design as the kitchen sink approach. <laughs> Just throw everything you can at one monster.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's really, I mean, we're going to get into it more on my love of him, but he he can do no wrong. This robotic <laughs> space chicken with hook arms and a buzzsaw stomach and like a laser eye or something. He's, he's perfect. Mm-hmm. Also he flies. It doesn't, yeah. it just doesn't matter. He's great.
3: Yeah. I was looking at like when I was a kid and, um, they had the, uh, the Godzilla toys, um, commercials. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what company made them. Uh, wasn't playmates or Mattel it was one of those other ones. um, but uh, got, like his design, like always it intrigued me um, and it didn't occur to me until watching, watching it this time that like, oh yeah, he's a rooster. He's, <laughs> <laughs> like he, he looks like something, but I don't know what, like he, he's obviously a reptile. And then I'm like, no, he's a bird. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. He's definitely what Link sees when Link has to battle a chicken in <laughs> Legend of Zelda. Like these are those angry chickens that just won't die. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he should just show up if you hit cuckoos too much. <laughs> um, Alex, do, do you have fond childhood memories of this?
3: Not really. Uh, I did watch the MST3K episode like growing up. Like <laughs> A friend of mine, uh, I don't know if I've ever covered this on the podcast, but growing up, like a good friend of mine in elementary school, his parents had taped every single episode um, off of uh, Comedy Central and Sci-Fi. Uh, so mm. that's how I watched mst 3 k back in the day. Um, so I've seen most episodes pretty much once until I, you know, uh, not so legally downloaded every <laughs> single episode from the internet years and years ago. Um, and circulate those tapes. <laughs> that's, <laughs> hey, ex- exactly. That's, they want us to, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, uh, that had been my only exp- uh, experience watching, uh, watching this movie. And I think I might've brought it up too, like in uh, our first Godzilla episode that I had never seen a, an actual Godzilla movie except for like that episode maybe. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, watching it this time around was a lot of fun. Uh, and I, I, I switched to the English version just for a hot second and then <laughs> I immediately switched back. Uh, Joey, how about you?
1: Yeah, I have, I have a pretty long history with this one. Uh, it's, grant put it really well like i watched <clears throat> godzilla movies all the time as a kid um like renting them primarily from like um video stores but i don't like have concrete memory of being a child and being like i like this movie and i be- like it because of this or whatever mm, they all yeah. kind of seemed the same <laughs> uh you know it was just this like there are you know in my mind possibly like two million Godzilla movies and I've seen them all, you know? Um, and so I definitely had seen this as a kid, but I think the thing that really solidified it in my sort of more adult memory is that mystery science theater episode. Um, because similarly I, uh, to Alex, I was a big fan of the show. I didn't have cable as a kid. Um, but eventually, um, I don't know, maybe in high school or something. Um, we got Comedy Central and I could start watching him that way or sci-fi channel or something and then so I definitely like saw it and and it's kind of the perfect mystery science theater episode um
3: and then well, I mean uh, it is a then, Joel episode so I mean yeah and it's a Joel it I'm a
1: big yeah Joel uh he he's my <clears> preferred <throat> host uh but like yeah and and you know so I knew it as that and I knew it mostly as a joke kind of that way And uh, then I revisited uh, all the Godzilla films back when the uh, 2014 uh, American film was coming out. And so Mm. I watched it then uh, just, you know, purely as a movie itself. And I was like, oh, man, this is really fun. And um, and then this also has the distinction of being one of the few Godzilla films I've actually seen in a theater uh, because they're is a theater in Atlanta that uh, uh, that uh, does a thing called the Silver Scream Spook Show where there's like a kind of movie host guy and they do little skits and stuff before movies and then they show like classic sci-fi and horror movies and they did a Godzilla versus Megalon night and I was like oh I've got to see that and so uh, it was really really fun to see that on the on the big screen for sure um, and then, uh, yeah. And then that kind of takes us to today where I've seen it a few times since then. I have that criterion release and stuff and, uh, it's, yeah, I, I love this one a lot. Um,
0: my history with it is actually similar to grants. Uh, I saw this one on like TBS or TNT as a kid. Mm. Um, and just like the fact that it was Godzilla fighting alongside, uh, a big guy instead of a mm-hmm. monster is what <laughs> yep. really stood out to me at the time. Um, this was probably, a, around the time that or just before power Rangers started coming on TV mm-hmm. yep, that I certain. first saw this. So like the idea of a big robot instead of a, a monster in a Godzilla movie was pretty appealing to me as a kid. Um, yeah, <clears throat> weirdly enough, I don't, I've seen a good bit of Mystery Science Theater, but I'm not a huge fan and I haven't actually seen the MST3K episode of this. Mm.
2: I should probably also clarify, I'm a huge MST3K head. I don't know if I saw this on MST3K, you know, I I know I saw a lot of the Gamera ones. I don't know if I saw this, though.
1: This is like in the second season, so it's pretty early on. Yeah, Um, I definitely like caught it as reruns rather than when it was Mm. new. Um, And then Mike was host by
2: the time I was watching it. So,
0: Mm yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, moving on to the cast crew and production, this came out in 1973, uh, is directed by June Fukuda who kind of took over for most of the, uh, the franchise, um, starting with Godzilla versus Ibira. Mm -hmm. And, um, went on to direct a good number of godzilla movies for the next uh i think decade i can't remember when the last one yeah i don't have it in front of me um but but this was uh i think the third or fourth godzilla in his tenure uh this stars uh just to get the names out katsuhiro or excuse me, Katsuhiko Sasaki as the inventor, Goro Ibuki, Hiroyuki Kawase as Rokuro, the, uh, Goro's little brother, Yutaka Hayashi as Goro's friend, Hiroshi Jinkawa, and Robert Dunham as Emperor Antonio of Seatopia. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Robert Dunham. Uh, Robert Dunham was apparently a, uh, a U.S. Marine who decided to live in, uh, in Japan and was just like a common go-to for a few years of like, we need a, a Gaijin for this part in a movie because he spoke fluent Japanese. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, easy to work with. Uh, so he's <laughs> actually in a couple other, um, uh, has small roles in a couple other Godzilla movies as well. Uh, but uh, no one, uh, aside from other Godzilla movies, nobody really stood out in the cast or crew to me. Um, the production on this film was, uh, ended up being super rushed. This was originally going to be a, a film, uh, a starring vehicle for Jet Jaguar, who's going to be a new property from the studio,
3: oh really? Yeah, had no yeah, idea. You,
2: you get that. You get the vibe in the film for sure. That this is his launch,
0: um, but is based on a contest that they held for people to send in their designs for uh, a new hero, and uh, the the winner was a robot drawn by a elementary school kid named Red Alone. Mm, how sad <laughs> um, the, the body is apparently pretty similar but red alone had a different head and had wings which they got rid of and the school kid when he saw the final jet jaguar design that they had altered from his original he was very upset that they had changed it along oh, yeah. with changing the red and white color scheme to uh, silver uh, red blue and yellow
1: and that's why they never went forward with that Jet Jaguar <laughs> franchise.
3: Yeah, that kid threatened to ruin them. <laughs> oh, I will dox every single one of you motherfuckers. Um, but uh, they actually started
0: production uh, planning on this being a solo Jet Jaguar film uh, until the studio was like, we don't think that he can float this movie on his own. And they decided to shut down production. And spend some time retooling it to add
2: uh, Godzilla and Sorry sorry for laughing in the middle of that. Sorry. I just had the thought of like Bender. Bender, if you can't move sandalwood, you don't belong in this league. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's just my futurama addled brain. Very
0: good. Um, So they retooled the film to have uh, Godzilla and Gigan in it. Um, And... They went through three or four script revisions. The final script, they still altered a lot on the set. And this whole thing was filmed in about three weeks. Mm, uh, mm. Production on this Godzilla suit and the Gigant suit was also incredibly rushed because it was... They'd already done most of the production for the, the Jet Jaguar stuff. Um, and so the the suit was supposed to have... The Godzilla suit was supposed to have movable eyes, but they didn't have time to finish that. Mm. Um, which apparently they did go back and retool those to be to move for the the same suit when it appeared later on the uh, on the television series uh, I can't remember the name of it
1: uh, uh, yeah like zero S- fighter or something S- like strike force that?
3: or something <laughs> mm. i'm shocked um, that they didn't just reuse the suit <clears throat> from godzilla versus giggan
0: uh Mm. the suit the previous suit to this one i think was allegedly falling apart
3: i mean uh, it also looked looked like crap i watched uh (laughs) i I did watch godzilla versus guy right before this one just so i could get like a i don't know a little bit of a a guygan primer Mm -hmm. uh yeah it it came in handy in this one so you can know his his rich backstory (laughs)
1: yep the
0: lore. (laughs) <laughs> um, but also <laughs> the, the Gigant suit was pretty rushed, and they didn't have time to uh, make his belly chainsaw functional.
2: Just oh. a little disappointing. So that's, that's too bad. Yeah. But I think the suits look good.
1: Yeah,
0: I think so too. Yeah, yeah, I agree.
2: I'm not. Uh, you know, I might get raked over the coals for this, but the these this sort of Showa era Cookie Monster look for Godzilla, I'm actually a fan of. I I don't mind that he has that the, the sort of flappy type Mm -hmm. it it doesn't bother me (laughs) yeah this is what i cut my teeth on so
0: (laughs) (laughs) we can get into it more later we've got a a listener question about our favorite goji suits that we can Mm. talk about um but yeah they they rushed through production a lot of this was rewritten on set apparently and uh a lot a lot of Reused footage from previous films, which is not new to the Godzilla franchise, but apparently Mm -hmm. more so in this one. Uh, But I think the end result, even though it is kind of rushed, uh, came out looking pretty good and not like horrifyingly cheap or anything. Mm. Uh, The last production thing I want to talk about was the music for this, uh, Mm. which was done by Ryichiro Manabe. And as soon as the film opens up, you just get blasted with this like... Jav, jazzy kind of like 70s club music and i love yeah. it and i was like oh <laughs> this sounds exactly like I'm, I'm flashing back to the club scene of godzilla versus hedora
1: yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's very similar composer. music yeah yeah and i think it's a lot better i might one of my big problems with godzilla <clears throat> versus hedora actually is the music Um, I feel like it like really kind of wrecks that film in a lot of ways like it kind of slows things down but I feel Mm. like it's a lot more improved in this it it has more drive to it and or it's possible that Fukuda is just like using it better but Mm. um, yeah I I, I like the music in this one a lot especially the sort of like the flute the jazz flute that comes in uh, pretty frequently
3: That's I I,
1: man wrote that in my notes
3: jazz flute Flute. yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so moving to the synopsis, uh, nuclear tests are being held in the Aleutian Islands. Uh, this is just kind of messing up everything around it. We see a, a brief glimpse of Monster Island as, uh, Rodan, uh, and Angiris are just having a bad time. Uh, there's a really cute scene where Angiris just like kind of falls off a cliff into a hole. <laughs> <laughs> Poor baby boy. Aw. Yeah. Um, Godzilla is none too pleased. Uh, this also call, causes a giant whirlpool to form, where we were are introduced to our uh, human heroes, Goro, his brother, and Hiroshi. Uh, Roku is out on a boat in the middle of this lake as it starts to drain, uh, but they manage to like use this invention that shoots out a rope and and drag I, him to shore.
1: <laughs> I love I love the sort of concept of these inventors who just have gadgets on them like good thing i happen to have my grappling hook hook ro- rope rope <laughs> rocket thing <No. laughs> yeah
0: yeah it makes me wonder if they had more time they could lean into that like when uh when hiroshi's driving around in the car if the car had some gadgets going on or oh something. yeah that would have been cool um but uh we find out that these uh the reason that the hole opened up is the Zootopians, uh this undersea, underground Atlantean civilization, are angry about all of these mi- uh, nuclear tests and are sending their champion Megalon, a giant drill beetle, to the surface to wreak havoc in punishment for disrupting their society. Um C-topian agents on the surface are trying to get control of uh goro's prized invention jet jaguar that he just finished a big silvery robot that we already talked about uh they managed to the the two seatopian agents managed to uh kidnap roku and use him to gain entry and and overpower goro and hiroshi um who were then taken or, uh, Goro and Roku are taken to a... Uh, uh, locked up in a storage container and taken to a dam where they're going to be dumped into the river. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the that happens to be the same place that the cytopian agent is taking Megalon to destroy the dam, uh, which he does with Gusto. The people driving the uh, the car... Uh, run off uh goro and roku escape and goro manages uh to go get his secondary control unit for jet jaguar and uses him to call uh godzilla uh flying out to monster island and summoning him
1: it's pretty miraculous that they survive like flying through that Storage container after Megalon, like, smacks. <laughs> yeah, <them. laughs> it's very funny. Uh,
3: the Not entire a single se- scratch. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: The entire sequence of events there is really funny because the there's, like, a radio bulletin about... Uh, the Basically, the Zootopian agents or something. And the two guys driving the truck who have been hired to dispose of it, they have one of the agents in the car with them. Uh, and they manage to, like... Just shove, distract him, and then shove him out the door <laughs> yeah. off a hill. And like, I laughed out loud so hard watching this guy tumble down the hill. Like they just <laughs> murdered him, just straight up. Like, yeah. But then afterwards, they're like, "Well, let's go ju- dump off this container instead of like <laughs> they having still. nothing to do with it." They're still on the mission.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they they agreed to finish this job.
0: <laughs> um. But uh, so uh, Jet Jaguar flies back to the mainland where a now directionless Megalon is fighting the, the Japanese Defense Force, just kind of flailing around aimlessly, and uh, Jet Jaguar assumes independence and grows to gigantic size uh, to fight Megalon himself until As one does. Godzilla can, can show up. Yeah, just this... <laughs> Um, but, uh, meanwhile, having lost jet Jaguar and, uh, not sure what to do. The Cetopians call their allies, the space hunters who send Gigan through space to come also mess things up. Uh, Gigan shows up first and they double team jet Jaguar for a while until Godzilla shows up even more dramatically. Uh And we get this huge long fight scene, uh, Eventually uh, Gigan decides he's had enough and just kind of leaves <laughs> and uh, we get Megalon gets finished off by the double flying drop kick from Godzilla. Uh, so one of good. the greatest moves in his repertoire. <laughs> uh, Megalon j- runs off as well back into the earth. Uh, Jet Jaguar returns to normal size, loses all his autonomy and everybody's happy. Uh, Roku says goodbye to Godzilla, and Godzilla's like, huh? <laughs> and they put the kid on Jet Jaguar's shoulders as the Jet Jaguar theme song plays, and the day is saved.
3: You you better believe that uh, that's gonna be the end tag for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. And and the it, uh, and that and that theme is like there's a jingle for it too. Like it there's BGM for it throughout the uh, throughout the movie. I noticed.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the opening credits are an instrumental version of it. Um.
0: But yeah, so uh, Joey, you're watching this. What was your? Uh, How'd you feel?
1: Uh, Yeah, you know, the thing that's really great about this movie is that it's very, like, it's really nutty, uh, obviously, and there's a lot of, like, crazy stuff happening that doesn't necessarily super follow, like, (laughs) logic or anything, but it moves very fast and it's very entertaining to watch. Like, um, this doesn't have that kind of slowdown that a lot of Godzilla and Kaiju movies have where you've got, like, guys in conference rooms or whatever. Um, it it's always giving you something, and I think it's uh, very one of the most fun ones to watch because of that. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing against it, I'd say, is that that car chase is pretty confusing. <laughs> uh, like, what's happening exactly? You know, and that's you know a, a complaint that is also sort of a Plus for it. Also, if you want to just watch this movie and laugh about how bonkers that car chase is, but like, uh, that's the only thing I. I think that like Fukuda is really good at directing like the monster fights and stuff like that. Um, but I think that he maybe didn't quite have uh, down what to do with the, <laughs> the car chase stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think uh, the like I said, the suits look really good, um, and uh these are all like really fun monsters um and Jet Jaguar you know is a very like compelling uh hero it's it's kind of disappointing that there wasn't more um of of uh him in other Godzilla stuff and you just have to kind of wonder like you always kind of hear about Uh, the Godzilla franchise like losing steam and losing popularity and I think this is on on its like last kind of like downswing until it like resurfaces in the 80s so I guess it just wasn't quite performing the way that they wanted it to but I could totally see Jet Jaguar in a you know he's you know more or less Ultraman (laughs) (laughs) but um, he's like
3: he's like Dollar Tree Ultraman. Yeah. And, and Ultraman, value, Ultraman, you know, can grow gigantic
1: <laughs> because he's an alien and that's enough of an explanation. But this is even more. It's just kind of like, I guess he just decided that he needed to grow large in order to combat them. And so he can, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. So I, I think it's a really fun, uh, fun movie for sure.
0: Mm. Uh, you mentioned that it really didn't do enough or, or like do well enough to to. Sp- Spawn Jet Jaguar having his own kind of franchise. This was actually the first uh, Godzilla movie, apparently to have under 1 million admissions in Japan. Hmm. Uh, So it was received pretty coolly over there. Uh, Weirdly, the U S release is, was huge uh, and especially popular with kids. Yeah. Which I think that kind of frenetic pacing, like kids don't really care. I certainly didn't. The first time I watched it was the actual, like, what is going on in that car chase. is just a lot of cars driving around and like going down some stairs and doing funny stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the uh, also the show that I was trying to remember earlier is called zone fighter. Oh, that's um, it. Yeah. Which it actually came out the same year as this film. Mm. And it seems that if Toho had coordinated better, either the main character from zone fighter or Jet Jaguar could have been in this film or Jet Jaguar could have been the main character of zone fighter. It's weird that they were trying, that they had these two separate yeah. growing robot franchises mm-hmm. they were trying to, to do at the same time. Uh, Alex, what'd you think?
3: It was a lot of fun. Um, it, it's weird. Cause this movie sort of, it, it initially bled together with um, Godzilla versus guy because I watched it right beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> probably a mistake on my part to do that uh because for a second there i was like oh are we going to talk about children's land but i'm like oh that's the <laughs> other movie um yeah this one it felt it didn't feel like a godzilla movie it felt like a jet jaguar movie with godzilla just sort of inserted in, into it which which was completely fine uh, for me i i really enjoyed watching it um super cheese ball uh god uh, i i I posted this in the in the line chat, but the uh, the audio waves need to hear it. It, it. it hit me while watching it that Jet Jaguar and the Sam Raimi Green Goblin are the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Except it's it yeah, Green Goblin is literally just. Jet <laughs> Jack were spray painted green. Like it's the same head shape and everything. Like it's... Yeah, he's
1: got that smile that they um and Mystery Science Theater they, I think they multiple times like call it like a Jack Nicholson looking face and stuff like that. Yeah. Point.
3: God, it's uh...
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's so weird when the Raimi Spider-Man first came out and everybody was complaining that Green Goblin looked like a Sentai character. It's like we, if we had just like looked a little more closely, we could have identified
3: exactly where. <laughs> yeah, like it's 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 pretty much one to one. Like it's it's a, uh, it's pretty great. Um, I love Jet Jaguar, uh, not and not just because the theme song at the end tells me to. Uh, <laughs> I I think, um, you know, you already you suspend disbelief so much by by having, you know, this kid survive, like, well, for one, not get sucked into a whirlpool at the beginning of the movie. And, uh, you know, several people surviving, uh, attacks and and injuries that would have for sure killed them, uh, due to hemorrhaging and whatnot. <laughs> 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 so, I mean, Jet Jaguar pulling an Ultraman and just transforming into a giant, uh, a giant rubber, uh, rubber suited, a pointy head man. Yeah, sure. I'm all, <laughs> all, all, all aboard. The the thing that I thought was really funny is that, that this movie is basically a sequel to, uh, it's sort of, it, it, they sort of made it a sequel to Godzilla versus, uh, Gigan simply due to the fact that they brought in, uh, planet space hunter X, <laughs> uh, like they brought it. And, but then when Gaigan shows up, I'm like, well, shouldn't, uh, shouldn't, uh, Ghidorah be here also? Like, I, I <laughs> I'm waiting for him to show up too. That'd but would be too you much. Know, f- <laughs> yeah, it would be too much. It's already like, you know, two, two on two. Um, I thought Joe meant I,
0: that it would be too expensive. So they no, just didn't well hire that's him. That's true.
3: Like, in universe. No. <laughs> I guess that's, tr- yeah. Um, Space Hunters
0: couldn't pay his fee.
3: Yeah. I mean, that, that's probably part of the reason that they didn't give uh, Jet Jaguar his wings. Like, that been... <laughs> They ha- they only have so much of a foam budget, so I, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. Um, it actually got me to crack open my Godzilla um, Criterion set, which <laughs> I ha- has remained untouched for six months, and now I'm—I'm mm. I'm actually uh, uh, I'm pulling a Megalon and digging through them. So it's <laughs> good. Nice. There's good stuff in there.
4: Oh Sacred yeah, I do texts. want to talk about Megalon.
3: <laughs> The secret Jedi text. Yeah, I uh I love him. Megalon has an awesome design. He's like uh he's like a mole cricket mixed with a Hercules beetle. He's really cool. Um as far as like you know kaiju designs go, he's I think really, yeah. really, really, really cool. I I thumb two thumbs up for Megalon. Um also uh Anguirus, like him and Gedsler are buddies, I guess, huh? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, the it, yeah, it's a kind of evolving thing. I, once the movies like become more like kids uh, yeah. focused, mm-hmm. they definitely like become buddies. I think all that stuff, speaking of recycled footage, all that stuff at the beginning with Rodan and Anguirus is from another movie that's possibly the end where they're like blowing up Monster Island or something. I, it's been a while, like been a while. It's only been a couple months, but since I dug through these, but like, you know, they all kind of blend together. Like we were saying, yeah. I
0: just assume any kaiju scenes in this that were not did not have Megalon and Jet Jaguar on screen were recycled.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, not an unfair assumption.
1: <laughs> people, People get pretty like bend out of shape about like how much recycled footage there are in these movies, but like, you know, you're not really meant to like watch them in chronological order through a criterion edition, you know, that they're supposed to be just like a movie that a kid sees maybe like (laughs) a year apart from one another or something like that. And you know, the, the person watching at the time I can usually can't identify, uh, what's recycled footage and what's not until, unless I'm like watching them back to back And so I don't know, it doesn't really bother me, but it seems like a thing that a lot of like Kaiju fans like to track and kind of complain about like, oh, this one's not that good. There's too much recycled footage or whatever, but I don't know.
0: Grant, what do you think about this rewatch?
2: Um, You know, I had a blast with it for uh, the reasons you all mentioned uh, before. It's 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 both uh, existing in a place where it's like when you think of Showa Godzilla or when probably the general public thinks of Godzilla, a lot of those elements are here. Right. It's basically just a mm-hmm. rubber suit wrestling match between a bunch of random weirdos in a on a soundstage. But at the same time, you don't have a lot of those elements that you associate with it. Like, oh, we have to have a scene where generals and like bureaucrats talk for 20 minutes about what to do when we all know they're just going to roll out the tanks to get blown up, even though we do get (laughs) toy tanks getting blown up, which is pretty cool, Mm -hmm. too. You know, so Mm -hmm. it's like you you get a little bit of everything and it's a little fresh. There's some jazz music and and poorly done car chases and uh, (laughs) some, some, you know, the the, the Jaguar handoff. I mean, there's quite literally multiple handshakes and godzilla you know you get gigan and megalon <laughs> clapping claws together and you know godzilla reaches out and shake jedward's Je- hand like japan's <laughs> yours now son i've got to go back to the sea like it's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really terrific stuff um But I think uh, some of the things that really stood out to me, first off, I didn't realize this. I mean, obviously, I had no idea who the creators were, you know, any of that that history stuff as a kid. But um, looking over it now, I think this is the first film uh, without Harua Nakajima in the Godzilla suit, uh, Mm. which is pretty substantial because he's you know, he's the legend. He uh, he did what, like a 12 movie run. For the character, yeah. I mean, that's that's really impressive stuff. So just the fact that it doesn't have him uh, in the suit is just it's just interesting, I guess, from a production standpoint. Um, and a lot of the same things you guys mentioned. Uh, but I think w- the thing that stuck out to me on this watch particularly was um, the fact that uh, the fight scenes. So the fight scenes that were the monster fights were all pretty much what you expect. Um Nothing, you know, it's it, it's rubber suit monster fighting. It's it it has the tempo and the body language of a wrestling match. This is professional mm-hmm. wrestling. Um, from just the way that the monsters are signaling to each other and stuff like that, and the telegraphed attacks and all that sort of thing, um, including you know, Geigen getting absolutely stomped <laughs> into the dirt.
4: I mean, and
2: when he just flies, I felt for him so much. He's like, "Look, I'm going. I'm not doing this, y'all. I'm not. I'm not hanging around to get abused." <laughs> um, but. I think um, the thing that uh, stuck out to me was the human fight scenes were mm-hmm. really brutal and intense. And maybe brutal yeah. is not the right word, but really intense, like the way they're shot and that all of a sudden it's just like, I don't really know that much about these characters, but it's like when the the biker guy and um, the Cetopian operative, they have like two or three fight scenes in that one location that are like
4: really really
2: intense and i'm just like man what is what is going to happen here like I, you can't you, f- you feel the drama um mm-hmm. so i thought that was that was surprising to me i guess i wasn't I was like whoa whoa you know we got some we got some, some <laughs> cinema happening here folks like <laughs> it's really going down <laughs> uh so that was that was pretty great um and i guess the other thing that stood out to me particularly was the scenes Again, like we're saying, this is on a budget. The the franchise is about to go into one of its dormant phases uh, where it returns to the Pacific Ocean and rests for a decade. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. But this shot. So we don't have a whole lot of terrific set shots, but the ones we do get are really, really haunting. Like all this, any moments that have fire in them are just like full of dread. I mean, they're just wow, like there, there's a, just the, the, scenes of the fire in the buildings or when the, uh, at the end, when J- Jaguar and Godzilla are literally in a ring of fire and Godzilla yeah. was like, Godzilla's <laughs> like trying to, there's like, you know, trying to pull J- Jaguar up out of the ground and you just get the sense like, save him, man, save him. <laughs> <laughs> like there's, there's some real kind of pathos there, I feel like. And so that was, that was really surprising for, mm-hmm. you know, again, two seconds ago, you guys were, you know, bouncing off the, the, the ring at the edge of the ring to do a Uh, a clothesline on a guy, but now it's like, I have to save him from the flames. Like, it's like, whoa, this, <laughs> the intensity jumped way, way up. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, it's inter- oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I just was going to say, in that regards
1: it's interesting that you bring up that this was the first movie without Haru uh, Nakajima and um you know i think that the the monster acting in this is actually like pretty excellent like mm-hmm. you can really they they're doing a lot of hand signals and stuff and communicating with each other in a way that's very clear and the fighting is like i mean it might not to knock nagajima because he's obviously like a, like a legend as you said and he definitely like established uh the language that godzilla continues to have but like um mm-hmm. uh, the new actor does seem a little more spry. (laughs) He's probably a (laughs) younger guy. Um, And I think that they really do kind of like knock up the action a bit um, in a pretty exciting way, which I think is something that this movie has uh, going for it for sure.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but overall, it was it was great. It was it was a fun return to my childhood that also, I think, stood the test of time pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know how a new viewer who's never like, I don't know if it's like, if you make any Godzilla your first, this is the one like, no, mm-hmm. this is, you know, this is one of those that I watched when I was six. And maybe go like, <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah,
2: and eat sugary cereal and jump up and down. But uh, it, it's really got it, man. The spirit of the franchise is still here, um, even if it is just a very long Jaguar ad um (laughs) i also totally forgot about the magic pendant i the 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 the, Mm. by the way i have a backup pendant to talk to him that also just doesn't work sometimes because (laughs) jaguar is like i have no strings like (laughs) i don't know why he just decides when it doesn't work but it's pretty great it's pretty great yeah
0: i uh i had a lot of fun rewatching this i think the the person level story stuff uh, works for me a lot Uh, maybe because I am just still a sugar filled child, but, um, uh, this and Monster Zero are two, are my two favorite Godzilla films. I think because there's the the human level stories are so different than the typical, like, here's a scientist and here are the generals and we're talking about, oh no, what can we do? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. that one has like astronauts and space aliens, and this one is like a, a, Bond film and it's mm. like car chases Kinda, and, yeah. and fist fights mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. I'm really into
3: it. Um yeah the, but, the villains are very bondish. Uh, yeah There's gadgets and stuff. Yeah you yeah. you've got the shady
0: looking lead agent that that really has like a bond villain look and then his uh large uh western looking henchman who I think is I I think his first name is Ulf, um, yeah. the, the actor's name. It just looks like a, they really do look like Bond villains. And the car chases, even though they're like incoherent, uh, I just really like it. They're, they're, they're very kinetic to me in a way I find pleasing. Um,
1: but yeah, yeah I mean, you that, get a motorcycle jumping over the hood of a car I mean, that's <laughs> and you get those cars going down those stairs, which is hilarious. But uh,
3: yeah, you know, the, the- The human parts of this movie, like all the action sequences, sort of reminded me of how Osamu Tezuka does action in his comics, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it also kind of helps that they're all dressed like uh, Tezuka characters too. Sure, (laughs) sure. Very seventies.
2: Also, can we talk about Zootopia? Um, Sure. Yeah, (laughs) I do. I feel like we're totally glossing over this amazing plot point because, on the one hand, it does. It's nice to include like this. You know, there's that that veneer of the environmental message and like hey when you test nuclear weapons you might be doing damage you don't know (laughs) <laughs> caps to these sort of undersea uh, <laughs> peoples or whatever <laughs> um, that also made the uh, the statues at Easter Island or or whatever you know, it, which it are like weird. they're like transmitters to communicate with outer space or something. <laughs> sure, cool, I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Um, but the wild, the the set is not like we go to the the sets there and there's like the dance numbers and stuff and the, oh, yeah. the costumes. It's so 70 sci-fi and I'm
3: just I was eaten all that up it's so so good it's like barbarella yeah it's barbarella exactly down to the guys like down to the the uh the white guy with a mustache and a toga like (laughs) yeah toga party yeah
0: the thing it reminded me of because it's subterranean and there are a bunch of people in robes just kind of like moving around languidly and and everything was uh the the underground society and beneath the planet of the apes. Oh. Only these guys are obviously staunchly anti nuclear weapon instead of worshiping one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to say, Grant.
2: Like, oh, I was just going to say that. I think that the, one of my favorite things about the Showa era was like, okay, in addition to a monster, we need some kind of like sinister group or, you know, the, you know, is aliens moving in or what have you. Um, so we get kind of two, you know, we, we get the, the C here. here um, and they're just a very different flavor of that. I guess. I, I don't know the, the, the whole set, it's just a little, it's slightly different. It's not quite my top fave, like with the shadows that are cockroaches and so forth, but it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun version of that.
1: Yeah. So much more like fun the- when they're like aliens rather than just kind of like, Uh, people trying to figure out what to do with the monster about the monsters. Mm -hmm. Uh, This gives the human action something interesting. And that's why monster zero is really strong as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, I was going to say, I also appreciate that they're like angry and want to do violence on the surface, but they've kind of got a legitimate grievance. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. That they're not just outright evil or greedy they're like hey you're messing stuff up down here Quit
2: it. usually with with the sort of I mean this is you know clearly kind of like an Atlantean angle and we see that a lot like in say American comics or what have you and it's always like oh we are finally fed up with decades of pollution which we should be but it's a slower burn than like you killed a third of our populace in a nuclear weapons test here comes a (laughs) beetle with a fairy wand on its forehead to just whoop you like it's a very direct like cause and effect thing (laughs) um
0: uh, but moving on to, to the rest of my reaction, the thing that really struck me is the same thing that struck you, Grant, of like, this is a wrestling match, like <laughs> more so than any other Godzilla movie I've seen, because we've got like. As, as more people enter the ring, you've got this like mugging from the heels and everything. And by the time Godzilla shows up, he's got this super long run in like he really is just running down the ramp towards the ring
4: mm-hmm. and
0: get like reaction shots from the other monsters and stuff. And it's just like the, the entire language of the way it's shot is completely pro wrestling in a very mm-hmm. explicit way that I did not remember at the time.
1: Yeah, Godzilla does these like air punches as he's walking in. That's like so <laughs> awesome. I'm just like I'm always just so excited to see it. It's like here he comes and he's doing his <laughs>
2: punches. Oh lord, he's coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh So, Grant, did you have any other parts that you specifically wanted to highlight that were some of your favorites we haven't talked about?
2: Um, let me see. I took took some some screen caps. Let me let me run through here real fast see if anything else jumps out um i guess other than uh Geigen can do no wrong and he's just the perfect (laughs) boy um and and i'll I'll hear hear nothing to the contrary i love him (laughs) um joey uh i wanted to talk a little
1: bit more just about how great the kind of like production design uh, is like i love all the like crazy sets like their house has mm-hmm. that awesome psychedelic mural oh my God. Uh, yeah and and then the inside of their house is insane there's these like cubes hanging from the wall with art on them and like mm-hmm. um and then like this criteria this is another thing with talking about in my experience uh watching it watching it uh for the first time a couple months ago on cri- on this criterion disc like it was the clearest I've ever seen this movie. And so I was able to pick up a lot of really cool details. Like, mm. um, I don't think that I ever noticed that the c literally have like Gigan heads on their tiaras. Um, mm-hmm. and wow. like, um, the kids wearing this like really cool Snoopy t-shirt. <laughs> oh and, yeah, he's wearing Snoopy yeah. t-shirt. Um, <laughs> I think this might've just been cut out of the English, uh, cut, but, or at least out of the MST, uh, cut but like i had never noticed that the truckers have like nudie posters hanging up behind them which is pretty funny <laughs> um but like i just think the movie oh and something that we haven't talked about directly that needs to be brought up is at the beginning of the movie that kid is riding on this insane uh oh dolphin God. contraption <laughs> where there's Yeah, there's the like
2: weird like paddle <laughs> scooter thing yeah like yeah. paddle boat or something like it's like three
3: whales taped together
2: <laughs> the, you <laughs> know what's funny is they're those you know they're these like bright like super primary color three, it's like <laughs> a dolphin in the center and each foot pedal is also a smaller dolphin and they have these like giant cartoonish faces and there's that like he's like you know the the, the kids like paddling around hey 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 and then when the volca- you know the volcanic activity starts from the or the, the aftershocks from the nuclear test and it's suddenly like help help get me out of the water there's these like close-up shots of the the dolphin paddle feet in the water and those like (laughs) cartoonish grins splashing in the water furiously. it's a really ominous like whoa this is getting a little dark and it's so funny because
1: they're like they're automated they're just like rotating like and he can't control them and so it's Mm -hmm. just splashing around and that's what they're like come in you know the and he's like i can't And it's like of course you can't because you're on this like weird (laughs) machine that is not functional at all and he's got that little like Mini bike uh, that I love. Uh, they bike. subtitle as mini oh, yeah. bike, but in the dialogue, you can hear him call it a baby rider. Baby rider. <laughs> uh, baby rider. Yeah. Uh, I did yeah. Not so there's just engine. so much uh, fun, <laughs> like uh, um, little like touches to design and stuff that I, I loved a lot in this movie. Um, that even though they had to rush production somewhat, uh, I think that it looks excellent.
0: Um, Very good attention to detail. I also really like the composite special effects effect of the whirlpool Mm -hmm. Uh, during that opening scene. It looks really good. Yeah. Mm hmm.
3: That, uh, back to the floaty thing. (laughs) (laughs) So when, when they're like, just leave it, just leave it. And I'm like, are you kidding? That thing must cost like a thousand dollars in your time. There's, there's no way that thing would be left. Like try to reel that thing into, but then it becomes very evident that, oh, you probably invented this because you made a robot mm-hmm. like,
1: <laughs> yeah this was it's like test run and the kid was about to get stranded in the middle of the lake
2: anyway it was actually it was gonna ride be jet Jaguar in the lake it was actually gonna be jet Jaguar's like deployment deployment vehicle like <laughs> this carrier <laughs> sword this giant yeah. dolphin <laughs> oh my god
3: um uh, th- I kind of want to uh, touch on the house too that mm. the house looked a lot like um it reminded me a lot of the Yatterman live action Mm, mm. it's like a it's less than a house and more of a secret headquarters yeah and it's almost as if like the three of them are like yeah we're we're gonna be superheroes we're making a robot like for this purpose (laughs) as opposed to just like oh yeah i'm making it for fun i forget if he explicitly says why he's making a robot
1: yeah i I don't you know i think this is the kind of thing that becomes a lot more like clear once you realize that it was made to sort of be a pitch for a franchise, yeah. like that that mm-hmm. would be their secret headquarters and that Jet Jaguar would go off on missions every week. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, th- I think that that makes a lot <laughs> that that makes that like kind of fit into that sort of tokusatsu, like, um, you know, common uh, Rider type thing where they've got a base and the bad guys have a base and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing
0: yeah um, the last like, thing I wanted to say about the house is it just gave me big like children's science museum vibes
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. wow that is that is on the money oh my god
2: <laughs> oh when 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 the kid swings on the cube in just the oh, slowest yeah. possible <laughs> swing and it knocks the bag oh you know that's <laughs> oh.
3: Oh my what a, god!
2: What a uh, wonderful, strange <laughs> little place.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so uh, Hiroshi and, and Goro, like they're um, they've got a quite the friendship, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. I, in my review of this, I, I said that it, this. Takes place of, of centering him around a kid and has two dads. <laughs> yeah, yep.
0: that, that was my initial impression too. I was like, oh, these two handsome fathers are out with their child. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sometimes a family is just a child, two dads, a robot, and an automated dolphin bike. And I think that's beautiful,
3: <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. It's the whole family. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. The nu- the classic nuclear family. That's right. Because <laughs> nuclear tests keep interrupting their lives.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Alex, was there anything else you wanted to highlight? Oh, God. Um, I'm sure it'll come to me as we we keep talking, uh, honestly. Um, But I do want to shout out the previous movie, Godzilla versus Guy Game, because it has these really goofy word bubbles um, where Godzilla and and yours talk to each other. Um, Oh, yeah. I was sort of hoping that would make a return appearance in this one. It wouldn't (laughs) have been out of place. No. (laughs) It would have. Honestly, it would have definitely enhanced it even more, I think.
1: Um, yeah, I love those. I, I, I wish, <laughs> I, I think that's the, that is the only movie where that happens. And, and in the English dub, they just actually dub them with, uh, speaking English and the voices are insane. Let's
0: <laughs> take a look at that. Um, the two things I wanted to highlight, we've already talked about Gigan a lot. I call, whenever I see his name printed, I always want to call him Gigan because it's like gigantic, but it's Gigan. Um, um But his his design is just so cool. Uh, I I like that he's like so many disparate things kind of smushed together Uh, and that he is uh, I like that he is blue and has that Cyclops visor.
3: Yeah, (laughs) he kind of looks like the pupa form of Ghidorah. Because he's got like <laughs> the gold coloring <laughs> and little tiny wings. Yeah, he does have
0: those super tiny wings. You have to use the moon, sp-
2: you have to use the moonstone to evolve him into <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like
0: Monster X. Oh my god! Um But the other thing I wanted to talk about was the dam scene. Yes, uh, because that that is a miniature scale set that they built that I think looks incredible mm. and it's really fun watching Megalon destroy it and see him like fall down through the dam into the river. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, there's just some great work on that scene. It's I like the way it's shot. It's I thought it was really cool.
1: It looks really great. Um, There's this uh, other podcast, um, earth destruction directive. That's like a Kaiju podcast hosted by uh, Luke Giaconetti. And he always mentions that like, water doesn't scale. So it's like kind of difficult to like shoot water, like giant right. scenes with water. Yeah. But like, I think they did this in a really smart way of kind of always having it splashing around and stuff. And it, it just looks great. Like, I, I think that's probably the best looking like Kaiju part of the movie. I think uh, just mm-hmm. because that, that dam is so uh, uh, cool and, and he you sure enough get to see him, you know, totally bust it and water goes everywhere and it's very exciting.
0: Uh, so moving on to shall we dance? If this was remade for us audiences, what would be different?
3: Um, (laughs) Jaguar would not be in it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It'd just be Godzilla versus the two of them.
3: No team up. Yeah. Yeah, Or it'd be another monster or something.
1: Yeah. Like, I think that's a thing that I've been sort of happy about, uh, the newer of the those two Godzilla movies is that I feel like uh, it was starting to push a little bit more goofy uh, with the monster stuff and the science fiction stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love. And so I feel like they're kind of inching their way towards being able to have a jet Jaguar, but I feel like it would look like a transformer or something. And it, you know, yeah. I, I don't have full confidence that it would be <laughs> very good. But I feel like it's moving kind of the Godzilla, American Godzilla franchise is kind of moving in the direction of the right direction, in my opinion. I, Jet I, Jaguar.
2: I, oh, sorry.
3: So I just wanted to say I hope I hope that's your like that's your wish list end game for the American Godzilla franchise <laughs> is that Jet Jaguar shows up in a movie. Yeah. I would lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you Moist off. Voiced by Grant.
2: Seth Rogen. Uh, oh no, my God. I, <laughs> um, I, you know, if this were really for American audiences, some sort of either. American military or secret American military, you know, agency would have built Jet Jaguar. You know, it it would not just be like, hey, we're just two guys in the 70s hanging out in our cool cubic apartment (laughs) building (laughs) space robots. Like, that's not how it would happen to be like, you know, this is the secretive project. And, you know, I mean, the 2014 one, one of the huge problems I have with it is it's like there's the bait and switch not to not to rehash some of these old arguments or whatever but the bait and switch when it's like oh we got brian Cranston, and it's about the scientists like actually mm-hmm. it's about this generic gi joseph and it's like oh gosh yeah, i don't right. i don't care yeah. and the 24 the 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 king of the Monsters is the 20 was that 2018 yeah it was 2018 i guess i don't know 2019 i don't know 2019 yeah. 19 it was like, is was, a year ago yeah time means nothing yeah. anymore um king of the monsters was better about it but they did still have like here's our super cool mega b2 bomber like shield helicarrier mm-hmm. thing like that that's always got to be a thing so i just don't see how jet jadwar is just you know some anakin skywalker bedroom project for some you know rando it's it's gonna have to be a link to the american military in some way so
3: anakin skywalker bedroom project <laughs> <laughs> there's no other way um, like to, to <laughs>
2: that just doesn't it. fly it just doesn't fly in American big budget films you just can't do look, that yeah.
4: <laughs> I made they they just C-3PO call the,
2: yeah. the Jaguar project yeah. <laughs> they,
1: couldn't, they couldn't call him Jet Jaguar it'd be too, too silly that's no, true yeah.
2: although you King know. of the Monsters I really did enjoy King of the Monsters and I agree with Joey that it moved mm-hmm. in the silliness it moved in that mm-hmm. direction like thank you also you could see more monsters but that's neither here nor and, there and they all look really I,
0: cool yeah, I still did not care about the human scale story in that, and found that it dragged for the most part. Uh, but I love the monster stuff in that movie. Everybody mm-hmm. looks so cool. The fights yeah, are, right. are awesome. Right, right. Yeah,
3: I was. Oh god, I I was so happy. Just I went to go see it by myself, um, and there was nobody in the theater. And I'm like, you're all fools. <laughs> <This> <laughs> I'll show so them fun. all. <laughs> and I did. Yeah, I
0: made a point to see that in the theater before it left because, like, how could you like? You want to see Godzilla on a big screen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, I didn't really have any input on uh, like how this would be remade for an American audience, but a question that did pop into my mind that I wanted to ask the rest of you. And I, I think Grant may be the only one with enough of a catalog to do this. But if uh, Megalon and and Gigan were a tag team, which which two professional wrestlers would they be?
3: Mm. Ooh, I don't know if
2: I really have the the wherewithal to go there. Um, I mean, hopefully you'd get some of these sort of the, the NXT right. out. So some of these 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 folks that are really pushing, uh, at least when I see the NXT stuff, it's really pushing a lot of the um, the limits of as opposed to your sort of. You know, money. I'm I may be speaking totally off the cuff, and there's somebody in the in in the list listening right now who's like,
4: hey, he knows nothing.
2: But you know, the WWE, like the Raw stuff or whatever, they mostly just stand around and talk, and there's a whole lot of yammering, and and because they do it, you know, every week, and you don't multiple shows, and you don't want to hurt these guys, so you can't push them too hard. But like the NXT stuff, a lot of those guys are you know real high flyers and and doing some really really interesting um, technical work. So I'd love to see. Some of them do it, um, but
0: well, I, I, I meant have no more,
2: idea. More like it,
0: it, in the film, like, did, did they imprint on any tag teams
2: that, oh, that you know? I mean, my favorite, of course, is the Road Warriors, um, you know, Hawk and Animal, because they're just mm. the North Star guys. And I love them. <laughs> uh, you know, as a kid, even before I knew the red armor with the spikes and the, ooh, what a rush. So, you know, I mean, I, I would like to see that 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 style of uh that that for them you know like we're the bad guys in the spectrum right like that's definitely the vibe they're giving off
0: yeah yeah alex
3: yeah i was gonna say that's that's uh sort of how i was looking at them too i i'm not gonna make any direct comparisons because just because i know steve yurko and doctor and they have their own wrestling podcast and (laughs) i'm (laughs) I watch wrestling approximately two times a year, Royal Rumble and, uh, and WrestleMania. And then I just sort of go back in my cave. And, uh, um, but from what I like, the, they it gave off this energy, like, oh, Hey, we're being paired together. We've never fought together, but we automatically have chemistry, uh, kind of thing. Uh, so I don't know. That's, that's, That's the archetype that I'm thinking of. And I can't think of anybody uh, uh, off the top of my head, really, that fits that bill.
0: Um, Um, The the ones that struck me, and this is sadly not flattering for Gigan, is the New Age Outlaws, um, (laughs) Billy Gunn and Road Dog. Because, like, Gigan is is hes Good. He's a recurring character. Megalon, to my knowledge, doesn't show up in any other Godzilla movies. He's kind of like a lower tier, but they've got that kind of like weird sneering bravado in those scenes mm. where they're like clapping each other in, with the claws or on the back for doing a good job of beating up Jet Jaguar and just kind of like <laughs> gross villain type shit.
3: Yeah, they give that, them they give each other daps. Yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs>
0: that that just made me really think of that era of wrestling. Um I'll get back to my notes. Uh, sure. Moving on to the Takashi Shimura Award, uh, who gave the most perf- rem- most memorable performance in the film? Mm-hmm. Alex, Jet Jaguar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's mine too. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, honestly, like the human actors are all fine. Like, I wouldn't say like that they did a bad job. Like, I like that guy with the like. The the means um, I almost call him a zootopian, zootopian guy. Um, <laughs> the zootopians attack <laughs> uh, that that like infiltrates their base at the beginning of the movie and stuff. Like he has a good presence, but that's a, mostly just kind of because he has like a goofy haircut and a cool suit. But like um, yeah, I don't know, and I like both of the the two dads, but like they don't particularly stand out over one or the other to me.
3: I mean, I think Hi- Hiro Hiroshi Jinkawa who plays uh um, who plays um God not Goro the other one <laughs> No 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 I'm sorry Hiroshi Hiroshi is not the sorry, Hiroshi's the character. Uh the the longer haired one. Yutaka Hayashi. Hayashi? Uh, yeah. is the right name of the good. actor. Yeah, the actor, the guy yes. that
1: like drives around.
3: No, the face. Out. Yeah, we got the face yeah. and the brains. He's the face. Yeah, yeah uh, he he stuck on my mind just because I want to own everything he wears mm. in the movie, and uh, and and also, oh uh, uh, yeah, I forgot about the part where, uh They steal his car, and he's just like whatever. He doesn't.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's a giant, there's like a,
3: yeah, I, I get it. foot
0: but, tall monster. There are other things to worry about. Sure, but I I'd be pissed. <laughs> uh, Grant, did you have a? anybody that stole the scene for you
2: oh it's jet jaguar i mean every time <laughs> y- you see that that grin shows up and it's just it's everything And the way his little his little like antennae folds it's into his head and you you mm-hmm. see that like four times in the film <laughs> just every time he shows up he's great i love him even when he's just <laughs> like a tiny action figure flying around <laughs> leading megalon he's great
0: uh, that handshake reminds me so much of the uh, X Men versus Street Fighter when Cyclops and Ryu <laughs> handshake in the splash screen.
2: Absolutely.
0: Um, I did, I don't know. I want to give my Takeshi Shimura award to the like Goro's house set. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it steals every scene it's in. I mean, Just that's definitely around. <laughs> um, so we had uh, a couple questions from. Uh, stalwart listener David Bednar uh, at Ycarps on Twitter uh, asks us a few questions. Uh, first one being, what's your favorite Godzilla suit? He mentions that he uh, he really likes the Megalon iteration. And uh, I'm going to go first on this one. Say I like the, this one a lot. Uh, I've seen people complain online that this one is a little too like too friendly looking. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and it is, but like, this is also the full-on hero Godzilla. Like, there's no ambiguity. He doesn't threaten any buildings. He shows up to save the day. And like, I'm fine with him looking kind of happy. Um, I'm I'm a little sad the eyes aren't articulated. Uh, But I think it looks pretty good. But it's not my favorite. My favorite is probably the suit from uh, Destroy All Monsters. Mm. Which... Uh, where'd my let's go the uh shoshin geki goji suit ran from 68 to 72 which is the one that was falling apart um before this suit got made Mm -hmm. joey what's your uh what's your favorite
1: this is my favorite godzilla suit um Mm -hmm. i think he's just i think the proportions are just kind of perfect for me he's he's friendly and cute but he's also uh, can look, uh, ferocious too. Um, and you know, some of those older suits, um, some of them are really good, but some of them get weird with his eyes being a little too high up on his head and stuff and kind of pinched in face and mm-hmm. whatever. And, and then as you move into like Heisei and millennium, like it gets just a little too, like too many spikes, all the spikes and he has to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, uh, which often makes him like less mobile, and in this one like i mentioned earlier he's kind of like more spry which i i like and that's fun to watch um but i think just kind of comes down to like i think the proportions and stuff are really like pleasing to look at
0: yeah something i like part of the reason i like the destroyer monster suit is it's similar proportions to this one obviously that he's not quite as mobile uh, but the the face is similar it's just like maybe 15% more grumpy
2: in the other mm-hmm. one and just
0: kind of like a little more cheerful in this yeah. one. Uh, Grant, uh, what's your favorite?
2: Uh, while I do have a deep, deep love for this suit. Cause like I said, this was one of my favorite films growing up as a kid. I'm really, really partial uh, to the Godzilla GMK suit mm. um, for a number of reasons. First off, I'm a Shusuke Kaneko apologist and always will be because I love the Heisei Gamera stuff. Um, but the GMK suit <clears throat> is for a couple reasons. One, it feels like a very modern version of this. Like it feels like a modern version of the Showa era suit. Um, it doesn't, even though I love stuff like, you know, Shin Godzilla, where you're just really pushing what it even means to be Godzilla in terms of design and his abilities and stuff like that. Um, the GMK look still, there's a very clear visual link to the older look mm-hmm. uh, while feeling a little more sinister and a little more modern. I like that. And plus, In that film, he's 60 meters tall, which puts him at exactly the same height as Heisei Gamera. And that is really important to (laughs) me because I need for them to be best friends and to be in the same weight class. That's all that's really important to me. So I'm big on the GMK suit. But that one's got some uh, powerful thighs. Look, goes a little thick. I mean, the people know. (laughs) People know.
0: Uh, Alex, what's your favorite?
3: Um, I, you know, I don't I'm not as well versed uh, and Godzilla suits, as y- you all are. Um, luckily, as you were talking, I was looking up all of these suits. <laughs> um, yeah, that GMK suit is uh, no pupils. That's that's uh, scary. Mm-hmm. It's like a dino. Um, G- some of the GMK uh,
2: is a much more terrifying. He's more on the scary end. Yeah.
0: Some of those Heisei suits get weirdly like cat like with <clears throat> his like face in a way His that nose. I'm not a fan of. And they yeah. kind of bring that back with GMK suit mm. or like pull it back. Some, he looks more reptilian.
3: So, uh, yeah, the, the one in this, 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 uh, this particular suit, uh, from this movie is pretty okay. Um, I, I wasn't a huge, I, th- I thought it was less goofy looking than Godzilla versus Gigant suit. Um, mm-hmm. but like, I, I guess it's because of how it's framed and how it's filmed. The OG 1954 suit. I know it does, it's, it, it looks super goofy when you see it for the first time, but I don't know. I just can't get over how much I loved watching it for the first time and Mm -hmm. how scary it was. Like, even Mm -hmm. despite the fact that it's the first Godzilla suit and probably, I don't know, but if it's the roughest looking, honestly, but. It's not. Yeah. No, it is not. (laughs) Like, yeah,
1: it's good. I think that one's really solid. I think it is. The the, like suit one, not the hand puppet one. Yeah. That one's kind (laughs) of janky, but yeah.
3: Yeah. I I think, I think mine's just going to have to go with that. The first one, just because it's, it's, it's the original, it looks imposing. Uh, even back then it kind of, he has like this weird, like, um, like a, like a stone lion face almost. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't know. I really, uh, I really dig it. Yeah. Um, I think
0: that that original suit holds up well, mm -hmm. whenever I looking at them side by side, I obviously, or have some obvious, like, I like this one a lot better. I like this one a lot less, but the only suit that to, that will like take me out of the movie the rest of them while i'm watching it i'm like yeah this is this is how godzilla looks this is fine uh, the only one where i don't feel that is uh, son of godzilla which just looks horrible <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that one's rough that's i think probably though i think that's the one that i was thinking of where his eyes are like all scrunched up on the top of his head it's kind of oh weird yeah
3: i don't like that, that
2: <laughs>
3: also uh, no sir i don't like it <laughs> yeah also miniru or uh, minia right uh, yeah, looks yeah. Kind of terrifying. Yes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> aren't you yeah. excited about that new miniature figure that they're putting out? Of oh him?
3: goodness! <laughs> oh no miniature.
0: Uh, a little bigger than Gotcha, I think was the size. Uh, okay,
3: yeah, I mean, maybe perhaps they scrunched up Godzilla's face just because. Oh well. <laughs> We we sure <laughs> we sure did a number on this mini suit. Let's let's augment Godzilla to look <laughs> like it's his actual father. So I don't know.
0: Um. So the second question that uh, David had was: Are Megalon and Gaigan the bebop and rock study of giant monsters? <laughs> and I think this is just doing great insults to uh, Gigant.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: Can I mean, they're make not make the uh, toga guy Shredder.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I, I, I think that um uh, it's really weird because like I don't think that they're nearly as bumbling as Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> yeah. like, Bebop and Rocksteady have a history of being classic bunglers. Um <laughs> and they should have been fired or uh or, or in front of a firing squad long, long ago. Oh, um uh, Shredder is just
0: wow. Bebop and Rocksteady.
3: Is that what we're doing here? Well, oh, if, if look
4: if if, Grant, if
2: Shredder... you will come on to our podcast and decide which ninja turtles live and which ninja turtles die. <laughs> Tears running down my face and shaking.
3: If if Shredder was a competent bad guy, and we all know he's not, but if Krang was a competent leader or a threatening one they, would, they wouldn't even be a thing. Okay, look, what I'm saying is- <laughs> So is this Bebop and
2: Rocksteady's fault? Now we're getting into hierarchies <laughs> and we're getting into where, do, where do we place the- Where does the buck stop, ultimately? It, it,
3: it's really not Bebop and Rocksteady's fault. I would argue that, you. that it's Shredder's fault, um, mm-hmm. being the middleman and such. But uh, regardless, I don't think that they are the Bebop and Rocksteady of of of, uh, <laughs> of, kind of Giant Monsters. However, I do think that, um, that uh, if you were to assign them roles- uh, Guy Gan, of course, would be Bebop because he has the visor, and sure, uh, sure. and Megalon would be Rocksteady okay. because they both are rhinos. Yep, there you go. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: yeah, no, I think they're both far more competent than that. Like Megalon needs some guidance to know what to do; otherwise, he just gets panicked and and destroys what's immediately around him.
2: Okay, but don't we um, all? But, I mean, honestly. Is yeah, yeah. <laughs> that no, <I, I laughs> not the I biggest mood?
0: <laughs> um, but uh, guygan look, looking through the annals of uh, pop culture, he reminds me a lot of like Sabertooth because he gives off more like Mm. kind of sadistic vibes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, Godzilla's there. Yeah,
1: I'll go mess with him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll burst out of an explosion in space and fly down for a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: He's got that that Sabertooth antagonizing Wolverine kind of feel to me. Mm. Um,
2: Hey, Adora. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, also. Oh, no, you've
0: just opened up Terrible terrible doors <laughs> in my brain
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I'm sending you that AO3 once I read it
3: so that, that was actually another thing about like watching uh, Gigan and um, this one uh, back to back is that I got to see uh, Gigan's uh, weird henshin uh, henshin sequence <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, twice in a row it doesn't make super sense but it's like it's the it's, super, it's very very sentai yeah. like or it's it's toku as hell looking at it like yep. and 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 of course Ghidorah has a similar one too which i thought was very weird um anyway uh i can't remember which movie
0: it's in but can we talk about uh Gigan's upgraded uh look a little bit the where one in Final place yeah where they're replaced with
2: double chainsaws yeah, i think that's that's Final Wars yeah he gets he's very uh he goes from heavy arms to uh, endless waltz heavy arms real fast. <laughs> he? He's just
4: it's just like so
2: over the top. There's like a regular way. Gigan and then like Comic-Con convention exclusive Gigan <laughs> is <laughs> way up gunned and you know goes for 300% markup. He's just like yeah. It's yeah ch- i believe that the term is chuny i believe uh for that mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm there for it though again Geigen can do yeah. no wrong so i support it's not just a phase mom i support him
3: i'm looking okay. at this design um and uh before uh he turns in he has gun arms it looks like oh, no those are the chainsaws, wow, are the chainsaws yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it looks like before he's upgraded to that he looks super awesome um with his scythe arms and he's Looks, He actually does look like, uh, he looks like that robot, uh, uh, the robot rooster from the future from Aquatine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
4: Is that <laughs> 10,000
2: years ago.
3: Yeah, yes. yeah. The ghost of Christmas future from the past or something. I, I wish yeah. I could remember, but yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. It's, it's oh God. Good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, his, his pre-upgrade Final Wars look is really good. If. I don't have any Godzilla statues, but if I were going to buy one, that the uh, pre-upgrade Final Wars Skygun might be it.
3: Yeah, it looks really dope. He looks more cybernetic than than um, cut and paste from from Ghidorah. Um, yeah,
0: the claws look actually like grafted on instead of just like this is how my arm looks. Right, yeah. right.
2: Um, Yeah, he definitely becomes a Digimon by the end there. He definitely, (laughs) you know, chainsaw Giganmon by the end. I'm fine with it. But yeah, it's intense. I love the more like angelic look to the wings. I Mm. think that's (laughs) it's super wild design. I love Gigan. He makes no sense. He just doesn't make any sense.
3: His his final (laughs) evolution, uh, it looks a lot more human too, like in terms Mm of uh, proportions you know, he's he's sort of gone from like potato phase to like, oh, I work out, bra. <laughs> <laughs> like, like his abs are literally school. shredded. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> Alex, you want abs with the line,
2: up the center, right? I got that. That's <laughs> <name>. <laughs>
3: um,
0: David's next question was, "What is the Seatopian Tourism Board slogan?" Mm-hmm. Two thirds survived. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does Utopia? Or oh
2: God, I did it again. <laughs>
1: uh, what does Utopia have to offer? Like uh, we've seen, it has like dancing ladies in sheer togas. That's and pretty great. It has ladies. like a
3: thing, like a weird light fixture. <laughs> a lot of ornate architecture. Yeah. You know I. It, the thing that bums me out about Seatopia is that it sounds like the kind of place that has water slides and I haven't seen a single water slide. <laughs> like your parents are like, Oh, Hey, we're going to, va- we're vacationing in Seatopia this weekend. And you're like, yes, sweet. And you get there and it's just like a cave with a bunch of ladies that like, you're not really interested in yet because you know, you're not that quite that age yet. And then there's this guy with a mustache who's there everywhere with a I don't know megaphone.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the water slides are like out of commission. They're like down for repairs, but it looks like they haven't been touched in decades.
0: <laughs> yeah, you get to see Topia and it's all just like cave and rocks. It's a real like Iceland, Greenland kind of thing going on.
3: <laughs> it's it's a tourist trap. It's like a Carlsbad Caverns or or a, a, any cave really. That's that's a, a two miles off the interstate. come to seatopia and then it's oh it's another oh stalactites, cool Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) i still keep thinking back to beneath the planet of the apes and that they can advertise they don't have a nuclear weapon um david's final question was uh what's your favorite joke from the msd3k version
3: um Joey, you should start out since you're the one that rewatches. Well, I very have some,
1: yeah, so I I watched this last week uh to sort of uh I kind of wanted to anyway. And then when he when I saw that David was asking about this, I was like, okay, I, I wanna re-watch this anyway. And so I have some general thoughts uh to share about it. Um uh, it still holds up. It's a great episode. I think that like um that the kaiju stuff is just like perfect for mystery science theater, which is why I think the gamera episodes are so classic um what doesn't exactly hold up uh well doesn't hold up i would say at all is is a problem with the gamera movies too is that there are some jokes that are not like there's a lot of kind of like jokes about chinese food or like things that are kind of a little like uh asian stereotype leaning stuff that Mm. is uh not great um weren't Said with any malice, but it's just kind of outdated for sure. Um, there, a thing that kind of breaks my heart is that one of my favorite, and it shows that a good thing that that we've evolved, <laughs> but the, a, a long running joke in the Megalon episode that I used to think is really funny, uh, is that that guy, uh, the 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 one of the two dads who's who's doing the car chase, um, they they decided it's really funny to name him Rex Dart, Eskimo spy. And they do like this whole little like uh, in between the segments, they do a thing where they cut together his chase scenes with like funny music to make it look like a 70s spy TV show and stuff. But like really when you look at it, like the joke, first of all, like Eskimo is not exactly a thing that – you know it's, no, it's, it's a super an offensive term yeah yeah so i'm sorry for saying it a few times but like um but it, the joke itself is just basically like hey this guy doesn't look white he looks like another country you know and so that you know that's the kind of stuff that all oh, right right isn't isn't great but like for the most part the movie's great and the jokes like i love uh i love when they like comment on the filmmaking itself uh, a few jokes that uh stood out to me from that is like there's a part at the beginning where there's all the explosions and and Tom Servo I think it is says like uh uh should be an exploding title any minute now and then the title like explodes onto screen it's like oh that's that's funny and and then I think probably my favorite joke along those lines is there's a part where they go into the model uh shop and pick up that like model airplane and when they walk in uh one of them says like Hey, we were just in this because there's so many like <laughs> model vehicles and stuff like that.
3: It's a really good one, yeah.
1: Yeah, the thing that that really struck me as interesting is uh, they made a speed racer joke um, when during the car chase scenes. Uh, and then they returned to that and sang the Speed Racer theme song, but they sing the Japanese Speed Racer theme. They s- sing the Ma-Go-Go-Go theme song, which is interesting. And they're mispronouncing it. Huh. They say, it like, ma go go instead of Maha go go But I was just kind of like, who in 1991 or whenever <laughs> was, like, watching Japanese episodes of Speed Racer in that writing room? Like, I, I, I find that endlessly fascinating. <laughs> I don't know. Probably TV's Frank. Not sure. But um, and uh, and then and then my other kind of favorite thing that mystery science theater does is uh, when they actually break off from the jokes and just start laughing at what they're seeing on screen. (laughs) Uh, And they do that at one point briefly uh, when they're going down the stairs uh, on the cars. And then they also do it when Godzilla does his flying kick. And I think that that's like uh, a really great (laughs) Like, that flying kick is just, like, something to behold. And so it's the fact true, that Joey. it makes them break uh, and just kind of <laughs> laugh at what they're seeing, I think, is is a testament. Um, that, that
0: model plane bit, I think that is an actual, like, joke from the writers of the movie. Because it's really hot on the heels of seeing the actual miniature planes. And to go from that to the, like, model shop is... Yeah. Oh right, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like an intentional joke that was pretty funny so to did. me. <laughs> um, I um, uh, did. y'all have jokes from that you wanted to the um bring it up?
3: The uh, <laughs> I'm a sucker for this kind of thing, and again, uh, you know, it doesn't hold up super well because you know, English is funny, guys, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah. the but the subtitled. Uh, Uh, The fake subtitled version of the Jet Jaguar theme uh, really makes me laugh, especially when (laughs) instead of when they when the lyrics are actually punch, 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 it goes knock, knock, knock. Who's there? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then and then they, of course, insert that his head looks like Jack Nicholson, (laughs) which which is the icing on top. Like I that that cracks me up every single time. Um, but another thing that they do in MST3K that I really like, uh, whenever they riff is when, and this is when they all do stuff in unison. Mm-hmm. Um, like when, uh, when, when Roku, uh, notices, Hey, this, this, uh, this, this buttons, you know, uh, this button's a different color. And then they, they, they just, they repeat and goes <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of thing always gets me. Uh, it, it, I don't know. I, I part of the reason I love watching MST3K is because you can feel how much fun they're having. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah. It's that like kid's
1: like that. that kid's dub voice is really grating. And so you can, I like when they kind of all band together to decide that they hate a character
2: basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: Grant, do you have anything?
2: No. Like I said, I don't know if this is one that I even saw or if I did, I certainly don't mm-hmm. remember it. So I certainly didn't. So
0: uh all right. Any other closing thoughts from anybody?
3: Oh, um yeah. Uh there's there's a. Uh, so I guess um because in previous movies we we brought up that like, oh yeah, well it's Rodan, but they pronounce it Radon. Mm-hmm. Um Mega Megalon is megalo, right? Like that's yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. That that kind of yeah, thing always uh always makes me like like oh very very interesting like what was the the choice that they made there, um, another another thing that I read on Wikipedia moments ago, that I <laughs> that I thought was really uh, or rather Gojipedia. um, and uh, I thought this was pretty funny um uh, under alternate titles, uh, this movie came out in Spain as uh gorgo e superman say uh sitan and tokyo which translate to gorgo and superman meet in tokyo <laughs> <laughs> so, okay they certainly Uh-oh. meet i
2: guess that's not it's not inaccurate uh,
3: but so is i godzilla guess it, gorgo i don't know i i, I would assume that Gor- godzilla is gorgo and superman is jet jaguar <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: definitely
3: which i that is that just warms my heart i love that
0: <laughs> Makes me wonder if there are any like big Gorgo heads over in, uh, in Spain. Oh I mean, yeah. Just, just loving the whole Gorgo franchise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and thinking of like international, like Tokusatsu stuff, like Infra is a big, like I think in Italy had a big kind of big run. And so I'm kind of now thinking of a super team. That's like Inframan, jet Jaguar. And I don't know, a few other like one-off Toku Ultraman ripoffs would be fun <laughs> to, to piece together.
3: Yeah. I should also bring up that um, the title for this movie in Italy was called At the Borders of Reality, and now I want to oh. see that crazy Ooh. Italian poster.
1: Yeah. yeah. Whoa. It's probably a that good sounds, Russian poster. That's really good. It's yeah. a lot of good Russian Godzilla posters. Um, <laughs> in closing, I think I just would highly recommend folks see it if, if they haven't checked this out yet. I, if they want to see, like we've covered – Now we've kind of covered like the original Godzilla, Shin Godzilla, which is a very like awesome modern take, uh, monster zero, which is like kind of a mid, uh, like before it gets too silly, but it's starting to show, uh, that it's going to get to this point. And if you want just like a really fun, silly Godzilla movie, this is the one that Mm -hmm. I recommend.
0: Mm -hmm. Looks like we probably have a Heisei Godzilla on track to be our our next one. No guarantees, It's a big blind spot for me. I'd like to cover. Hmm. Um, well, if nobody else has any other, uh, any other things to say about the film, uh, I want to say, uh, thank you, Grant, for coming on.
2: Thanks for having Uh, me on. Always a pleasure.
0: Our pleasure. Um, yeah, we, uh, we, We delayed the release of the previous episode a week in solidarity with all the Black Lives Matter protests Mm -hmm. and delayed recording this episode because I was having some uh, personal difficulties remembering uh, a friend that was lost, not directly due to police violence, but uh, in the aftermath of it. Mm. And it's, uh, it's still a real difficult time out there whenever this gets released i hopefully people will still be pushing for change and uh black lives matter and keep up the good work everybody keep pushing keep trying to make things better Mm -hmm. um And uh, in wider news, Grant, where can people find you? (laughs)
2: Um, You can find me uh, at uh, on on the Twittersphere at Grant the Thief Uh, on Twitter um, at Blade Licking Thieves, where me and some buddies uh, review uh, Eastern films together, usually on the couch. Although for the past few months, we've not been gathering on the couch. And that's been a deep sadness to me. I mean, we can do the online stuff, but, uh, you know, it's always it's always a little bit sad when I'm not on the couch with my boys uh, I also do Super Senpai Podcast uh, where me and a buddy Pat um, uh, review Tokusatsu shows currently we're working our way through Ultraman Mavius. Um you can also find me writing for Yatatachi.com uh, I do uh, editorials and stuff occasionally there for for the site and uh, maybe some new projects in the future but I don't want to reveal it yet because it hasn't been revealed uh. but you know got stuff going try, trying to keep
0: working nice Alex where can people find you
3: find me at dude exclamation on twitter uh at weeb simpsons is my shit post account follow that too <laughs> um <laughs> uh, follow, uh listen to the one piece podcast every week um we're doing uh we're doing fun stuff these days i mean as per usual um uh, Twitch.tv slash superartfight. Every single Saturday, we're doing something. Uh, every other week, it's a live art competition that I may or may not be participating in. And every other Saturday is Jackbox night. So um, please come and uh, check us out. And um, uh, yep yeah, that's it. Jojo. <laughs> 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 I've never called um, you that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> JJ, JJ Shabadoo um, I'll go ahead and go, go next first uh, you can find me on Twitter at FriskaChat. Uh, as always I don't have anything going on right now just at me say hi uh, now Joey where can people find you
1: uh, yeah I just wanted to mention before my plugs that next episode we're going to be covering Legend of the Stardust Brothers um, <laughs> oh yeah so I, I um, want to give folks a heads up because that is um, available to stream through the Alamo Draft House on demand uh, you can rent it I think it's just like five bucks and it's a really fun movie it's like it's from 1985 it's directed by osama tezuka's son uh, makoto tezuka and it's like a musical new wave uh band type uh movie that's it's really fun and really bonkers uh so if you like seeing the sort of like uh weird japan stuff like house or something uh definitely check this out um And uh, and I wanted to give folks a heads up, because regardless of when the episode comes out, I'm not sure how long Alamo is going to have that available. So folks should jump on that uh, as soon as they can to check out the movie before we talk about it. Um, But as for me, uh, you can follow me at Joey Weiser on Twitter or Joey Weiser Comics on Instagram. Uh, please check out my graphic novels, the uh, Merman graphic novel series, and Ghost Hog, and check out my new comic, uh, D- uh, Dino Town, which is at Dinotown Comic, both on Twitter and Instagram, and also uh, archiving at my website. That you can find links to that there, um, and um, and uh, as and follow our show as well, uh, Toho Yaro. Um, is on Twitter at Tohoyaro, where we tweet about like movie news, uh, Japanese um, films that are being released in English, and film festivals. Uh, there's a lot of like streaming f- film festivals this year because of uh, the lockdown uh, internationally. So there's a lot of really great uh, opportunities to see movies that you might not ever get a chance to see otherwise uh, with English subtitles, which is really exciting. Um, and you can also. Uh, contact us uh, through our Twitter or email us to hoyaro at gmail.com. Give us suggestions uh, of what you'd like to hear or let us know what you think of the episode. And uh, like, rate, and review. And uh, check us out next episode for Legend of the Stardust Brothers. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.
4: Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.